Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. Uh, the last book I wrote was heavy. All right. Hey, Gary. This is Evie Eats the Boy. Uh, my name is Randy Rebine. Uh, but my name is Jared Krasoska. I, I don't think I'm a person that curses a lot. All right. Let's go back to educators. I'm excited. everyone to uh, another episode of It's Personal. I'm super excited for our guest today. Do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Elise Bryant and I am the author of Happily Ever Afters, which just came out on January 5th. I'm so excited to talk to you um, for a variety of reasons, as I just mentioned before we press record. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about book in itself because I think it is so amazing. Oh thank you. Um, so Happily Ever Afters is a YA rom-com and it's about a 16 year old romance writer um, who has never really seen herself in the fluffy swoony love story she likes to read and so she writes them herself um, and when she's hit with this case of writer's block her best friend comes up with an 11-step plan um, to make Tessa's life into one of the romance stories she used to write in order to help her um, refill the well and get inspiration again. Love it love it and one thing I just want to add without saying anything really about the book because I want people to go out and buy it is that your craft is like on point. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank I you so much. I absolutely love the way you write. Um, and I think this is your first novel, correct? Yeah. <laughs> um, my other question is um, just how does it feel to be a um, debut author during this time? Um, and what are some of the highs and lows that you might have gone through um, during that process? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't gone at all how I thought it would, obviously, because um, I sold the book in the beginning of 2019. And so, you know, I had all these these dreams of a tour and, you know, a, a big launch party with like my friends and family and even meeting my editor in person. I thought maybe that would be something that could happen. And so obviously that's not the case at all. <laughs> um, I remember back when it first started I thought oh yeah for sure by January you know everything will be back to normal and obviously I mean there's just no normal anymore <laughs> this is this is our normal now um so I mean a lot of but there have been still a lot of highs like I I've been really just um overwhelmed with how kind everyone in the industry has been like there have been so many people that have still reached out to me and you know, giving me advice and helping me to, um, or blurbing my book, helping me to launch the book, like all these authors who like were my heroes, you know, and they, they have been so, um, wonderful throughout this whole process. So mm -hmm. I guess the high is like that I'm still creating this community that I thought, I thought that was going to be taken away, you know, with, with everything being shut down, but I, I have been able to connect with so many people. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Um, Thank and you. For whatever is next as well. I think it's hard and unfortunate that people often think of what's next after something that has like that's so beautiful has just come out. Um, but again, um, looking at your writing and the work that you've done with this book, 
Um, this guy is the limit. So I'm super excited for you. Really, really Thank excited. Thank you. Can and you, you know, my head, my head. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> go, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say my head is already in the next book too because you know I wrote this a while ago, and so to get into promo mode, I had to be like, well, what happened in the story again? Like, you know, because my book, my brain is in book two, which we're revising in book three, which I'm drafting right now. So mm-hmm, um, I like I like talking about what's, what's next too because that's what I'm that's what I'm so excited about right now. That's so exciting. And I think that's so cool too. I think it's just to get inside of an author's brain is interesting because everyone has a different process. Um, and I think everyone who's um, brought in books into the world during this time, um, their process has changed a little bit and their mindset has yeah. changed a little bit just based on the situation. So um, congratulations on that. And congratulations on just like the Zoom calls and talking to me <laughs> and everything else that has been so untraditional for a debut author. Um, yeah. You are rocking it out. So congratulations again. Thank you. I mean, it's it's all fake. I'm, I'm the most like, in real life, I'm the most like reserved person. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I can fake it for a little while <laughs> during the interview. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about um, you as a kid and what did maybe writing look like for you? What does schooling look like you for a kid? Yeah, um, I was I was a very um, quiet, reserved, anxious kid, um, and because of that, you know, like books and writing, that was everything to me. Because um, I, you know, friendships and interactions with other kids, like that, brought me so much anxiety, and so. Um, escaping into other worlds was such a comfort for me um, because I didn't have to like, you know, worry about if I was saying the wrong thing or not doing things the way I was supposed to, you know, because it was, anything could happen in the world of books, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I mean, I read so much from a very young age and I started writing very young too. Um, And probably as early as like, I think second or third grade, I was already saying, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an author. That was like my dream career. That's awesome. And you have um, a partner who's an educator. Mm-hmm. And I'm a former teacher too. I and taught um, high school. Teacher. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I thought I heard you mention that you have um, a daughter. I have two daughters. I have an eight-year-old. So she, yeah, she's in third grade. And then I have a five-year-old also. Wow. Cool. Let's talk about them for a little bit. Um, how yeah. are they doing um, in during this time? I think it's so cool that they have two educators in the family. Um, so I'm sure you're smothering them with books as much as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even have to. They, they, especially my older daughter, like she's just like how I was as a kid. You know, she has a book with her at all times. <laughs> she's always like when she's eating her meals, <laughs> when she's um, going to the bathroom, <laughs> when she's like walking around the block, she has her book with her always. Um, so that's been really cool to like see her, um, yeah, just, you know, fall in love with books, just like I did. And she, Mm -hmm. the whole thing with me being an author right now, like she really sees it as like her opportunity to like get in with her favorite author. Yeah. She thinks it's cool. Like she only thinks my job is cool when like other authors that she loves, like acknowledge me. Like one time Kwame Mbalia like posted my book online and she was like, Oh, you're, you're big time now. Or, 
um, you know the book Amari and the Knight Brothers is coming out yeah, by, um, yeah, by B.B. Alston. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that book, we got an early copy because we're at the same publisher. And she, it was mm -hmm. like, you know, like all of the, the perks that she gets now because I'm an author. <laughs> I love it. Kids are uh, yeah. so funny. They are so funny. I think that is cool because she's watching your process as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess yeah. my question is like, how much of you being a writer, being an educator um, has been um, something that has run, does it run in your family at all in regards to the education and the writing? Um, or is it something that you just kind of um, grew to love and enjoy? Um, as far as the writing, I'm as, um, I'm the, I'm the first person that's really sought out, has been a, you know, has been a writer or a sought out publication. Um, it's something that I think my parents, they always encouraged me when I was growing up. Like they sent me to writer's camps in the summer and everything, but it's not something that we that we understood as like a career that you could actually have, you know, which I'm still mm -hmm. trying to wrap my brain around too, because, you know, I growing up, it was very much like this is do what's practical, you know, like get a career mm -hmm. that you can like teaching, which is what I did for so long, like a career that you can have into retirement. You know, you're never going to lose that job. You're going to have, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be stable. And that was very much like what um, my parents wanted for me, you know, um, and my mom was, was a teacher um, for, she's not anymore, but she was for many years. She was a special education teacher, um, just like I was. Um, so that definitely runs in my family. Um, just the, the, the desire to help other people um, to bring good to our community. That's definitely something I learned from my parents and something I'm teaching my kids now because I want them to do that too. I love it. I love it. And can you share with us because I, Again, heard you talk about your um, your husband. What are some things you guys love to do for fun? I know it's hard right now <laughs> during COVID times, but what do you yeah. guys do for fun? I'm sure you're trying to be super creative, so yeah. I'm interested in that as well. Well, it's been, I don't know. It's been hard with two little kids. Like we just, we're never- Or even if I it's together, like, even if it's with yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, because we wake up in the morning and we just go, go, go until bedtime because we have no you know childcare now. Um, but we, as a, I mean, as a family, we really love going to the beach. That's been like the biggest, um, gift during this time, especially now that it's like winter and all the tourists are gone. Like we get, we just go and, and sit on the beach and for a little <laughs> while. Um, we, we all love, I mean, we love reading. <laughs> that's, that's, I know that's kind of, I don't know if that's fun to other people, but we sit and we all have our books and we read together. Um, it. yeah. Those are, those are the two biggest things for our family right now. I love that. And I think it builds um, a culture of reading, a culture of literacy, um, which we know as educators um, mm -hmm. that is really, really important. Um, and some kids yeah. don't get that, right? Um, so to have that, for, I think for kids to watch other adults reading is, is so important. I don't think they see that enough. Um, in, in class, I read with my students all the time. And we have reading time. If I'm not trying to confer with them, like I make sure once or twice a week, like they're actually watching me like read the books, not necessarily to them, but like my mm -hmm. own books for pleasure as well. Oh yes, I, I yeah. It, it shows them that like we like to read as well. We're not just reading to you all the time. So yes, I think that's a great yeah. hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I did the same thing in my classroom too. Like we would, I mean, that's how I discovered the world of YA now is I taught high school. And so I would be picking out books for my kids, but also reading them myself. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, just to show show that this is something that is 
fun thing to do. It's not just, you know, sit and read this boring book, but totally, <laughs> find, totally. find one that brings you joy. Yeah. Totally. And because we're in COVID times as well, I guess, I think my other question is who's doing the cooking at home now? Because you're both super <laughs> busy. <laughs> Um, well, I've never done the cooking <laughs> ever, <laughs> um, even before this. Um, I don't know, like I, well, growing up, my dad did all the cooking and most of the cleaning too. Like, and my mom didn't do that. And so I never really learned how to cook. <laughs> and my husband, he's, he's taken that on. He makes dinner almost every night and the other nights we it. get, we get takeout. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What is his, what would you say his? best dish is does he have a best dish that he's able to make um i mean i think the thing that we all like the most is pizza we have we have a lot of pizza nights where we each pick our own like toppings we'll put those oh, on there so um it's that's so the most fun thing yeah i think that's so good because i think also it sounds like that pizza night or that able to pick your own it sounds like it's almost like a tradition that you've kind of built within your family as well so i'm assuming the kids look forward to it and get super excited about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love things that. Things have been busy, have... so the pizza nights are easy for us. Yeah, and I think that's okay. I think that's so, like, important, especially during these times where, like, you find ways to make things efficient. Um, you find places within your life where you can, like, squeeze a little bit more. Like, it's just normal. I think it's so normal to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your process as a writer um, in regards to like building your stories? Like, what does that look like when you're um, starting something new on paper, whether it's um, Story Mountain, whether it's jotting ideas, what does that look like for you? Um, well, I'm, I'm a big dreamer, like in the early, the early stages, I spend, before I even put anything on paper, I would, I spend months just you know, thinking of funny things that people can say and these little like details about each character. And I start um, in the notes app on my phone. I just write down every little thing that comes to me and I have different um, sections for each book that, you know, one, one I might write next or one I'm thinking like, you know, three books from now. Um, so months of it, months of just like, you know, writing these little details down. And then when that starts to get really full and overwhelming, <laughs> then I get a notebook um, for each, each project. And I start to, um, I usually outline in a notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I wrote Happily Ever Afters, I actually had never read a craft book before. <laughs> um, I kind of just like, I don't know, wrote, I just, you know, <laughs> wrote the book that I wanted to read, but since then I've been reading craft books. And so, um, it focuses on writing romance novels. Um, and so I, I try and outline from there and then, um, once I have a full notebook, like it's complete from front to back, that's when I'll take it into Scrivener, which is the writing program that I use. And I'll put out each, you know, I'll block out each chapter. Um, and then that's when I finally draft. So that early phase takes like months and months and months. But my drafting takes about like three months. Yeah, so that's, that's where I am right now. <laughs> wow, I love listening to that. And it makes sense because as a teacher, again, you love to hear um, authors talking about the drafting phase and how drafting is a long process. <laughs> um, yeah. Kids, you know, kids, like uh, teaching third grade, it's really hard to ask kids to continue to look at a draft or to revise uh, 
um, their piece because they just want to be done. So hearing it out yeah, yeah. is really, really <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll take this recording and I'll show it yeah. to my kids and be like, here you go. <laughs> but I get it too. I just want to be done too. Like revising is my least favorite part of the process. And it was a mm. very steep learning curve to learn how to revise because I had never gone, I never gotten an edit letter or gone through that process before, you know? So mm -hmm. it was, it was tough because you, you, you know, when you're drafting, there's so much possibility of what the, what the book can be. And then when you're revising, it's like, no, this is what you wrote. Now you got to fix it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what the editing process looks like because your editor is there to help guide you, help make you think about things and that's their profession so i'm sure they are marking up crossing out <laughs> commenting every single line that's possible so um oh, yeah. even though it's, it's probably very overwhelming at the same time i think it's so rewarding to be able to slow everything down take look at every word every sentence every paragraph like with a lot of more a lot more purpose um, i think that's how a book like yours comes to life so well because it is very well crafted um through and through which is again it's a testament to you and your editor and the work that you yeah my editor my editor is a star like she <laughs> she is so amazing she's worked on so many incredible books and it's just i feel so grateful to be able to work with her that's amazing that's amazing can you tell us um Besides the, it's like some of the hobbies and you said you love to, to just read, which is amazing. <laughs> um, can you tell us maybe, not necessarily hobbies, but like what are some things that you would do outside of the home with family? If let's say, let's say COVID wasn't here, um, what would be some of the things that you would traditionally do um, outside um, in the city, in other countries, if COVID wasn't around right now? Um, I mean, traveling is so big for us. That's been the hardest thing about this. Um, we, we try, we go on a lot of trips every year, even if it's just to like Palm Springs, which is like an hour and a half away. Um, I love just seeing new places and eating at cool restaurants and exploring. So that's something I miss a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's um, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. Traveling. Yeah. It's been hard to let it go. But I mean, mm -hmm. other than that, I'm very much an indoor person. <laughs> I love um, me too. Yeah, Same. I like being in, I like to bake. I like to do crafts. I like to read. And that's how I spend most of my time. So traveling mm -hmm. and seeing family has been the hardest, the hardest thing to lose right now. And do you have family in multiple, are they close by or are they in just different states right now? Which makes it really My, my immediate family is very close. They're like five. 10 minutes away oh, they live in Long Beach too so we've still we've seen them um as much as we're able to in a safe way um my um yeah that I, I my mom is my best friend I talk to her every day on the phone <laughs> and so it's been yeah just necessary to be able to still see them too um but yeah. all of my extended family we have they're they're not too far like they're like 30 minutes away but we haven't really we haven't been able to see them mm -hmm. since March at this point and wow. that's that's been really hard yeah wow I can only imagine Miss Brian I'm not going to keep you any longer because I know that your weeks <laughs> have been super crazy I'm super appreciative of the time that you've spent with me today um but I'm going to ask you for one more thing why why should people read your book okay this is a, this is hard to do isn't it <laughs> 
Um, I think, I think especially right now, we all just need like a dose of joy. You know, there's, it's each day just brings so much, so much horrible news, so much depressing news. And um, it's, it's fun to be able to escape for a little while into a joyful story. And I think my book is a joyful story. Um, and, you know, there aren't enough narratives out there of Black people um, just living happy, joyful lives. And, you know, and I, I, I want to, through my work, I want to add to this, this new canon of stories, you know, to have um, the entirety of the Black experience represented in our novels. And so mm-hmm. I think if you, if you want to read about an anxious and messy Black girl <laughs> making a lot of mistakes and falling in love too, I think my book is the one for you. I love it. And where can people find you online? Uh, my website is elisebryant.com. And then um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Elise Bryant. And what about your book? Like where, can we, where can we find your book? Uh, my book is, it should be everywhere books are sold, all stores, and then um, Amazon and Target and Walmart. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much.